Romans 12. Did you get it? Did you find it? It's in the New Testament. Let me get my Bible because I'm a Christian. Okay, here we go. Starting verse 3. Are you there? You can talk back to me. It's like totally fine. Like I'm comfortable with it. That's too much. Okay, because, verse 3, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Verse 6, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Do it gladly. Uh, I want to title tonight's uh, talk... If you're taking notes, the tonight, tonight's talk is entitled, In This Together. Here's what I need. Turn to your neighbor. Say, hey, neighbor. No matter how bad it gets, we're in this together. That neighbor didn't like that. Turn to the other neighbor. Say, other neighbor. The, my first option didn't like that one. But I'm here to tell you, if things get bad, we're still in this together. Can I get an Amen. Awesome. Hey, do you, do you guys watch the movies? Any movie fans in here? Movie fanatics? It's awesome. I don't. I'm mature, and so I don't watch a ton of movies. I'm just kidding. I just don't have time to watch a ton of movies uh, these days. I'm very busy. I'm a father, specifically now. Anyway, the burden's not on me. Stop that. Anyways, um, that's not reason why I don't like. But uh, I used to watch a movies a ton in college. In fact, I went to Hardin-Simmons, go Cowboys, and I had a roommate named Luke. Luke was my roommate, and his mom did and still does work at Hardin-Simmons, and because of that, we got hooked up with the biggest dorm on campus. Like, all these other suckers are living in, like, sardine cans, right? And me and Luke are, like, living in paradise. It's awesome. It's a huge, like, quadruple the size of a normal dorm, and because of that, because of that, uh, like, we were the normal hangout spots at Hardin-Simmons. Like, I know, Braden's cool. What? It happened once, I promise. My room was the hangout spot in college. Anyways, so one night we decided, we decided um, that we were going to have a movie night. We're going to have a bros night. You know what the difference between a movie night and, like, a bros movie night? We were going to have a bros movie night, right? And so we were like, dudes, get over, bring the movies, grab the popcorn, grab the beef jerky, grab the cans of chocolate, you who someone, and, and let's, you drink you who Anyone drink you who It's a sin now, I believe. Anyways, grab the, grab the you who let's go, movie night, bros night, it's on. And so we had a guy down the hallway who brought his cr- milk crate of DVDs. And the only thing we had left to do, the only thing we had to do, was decide on which movie to pick. And it's like, you're thinking bros night. Like, we're about to pick Gladiator. Like, Braveheart, Die Hard, Saving Private Ryan. Ugh, like that, right? So we're all, like, gathering around, like, what movie are we going to pick? And I kid you not, this room of College bros erupts when we decide and someone picks out the movie High School Musical. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Like, 
college bros are excited about this movie. And like at that point, like have you seen this? Like most of you have seen this movie. Like it's, I'm going to go ahead and say this. It's probably the worst, cheesiest movie I have ever seen. Like don't at me. I don't care. It's terrible. But anyways, this room of college bros erupts like, yeah, let's go. High school musical. Zac Efron, love him. Right? Come on, someone. And so we pop this thing in. I had never seen it at this point. And we're doing this at like midnight. So it's not like a, a decent hour in the afternoon or evening. It's midnight. We're watching this. And, um, so we're like laughing and singing to this ridiculous movie. And if you've seen the movie, you know, it's like Troy and Gabriella. They have this star-studded cross pass of lovers. And you have the evil woman. What's her name? Sharpay. Is that what her name? And her evil twin brother. They come to ruin the day. And there's this plot of like revenge and jealousy and sabotage. High school musical. But everything ends up okay because they sing a song. And like Troy hits a game win. And it's like everything's okay. We're all friends again. And they all get out on the court. You know, the, like the final scene of the movie. They all get on the basketball basketball court and what do they say we're all in this together I'm ashamed of all of you right now anyways so at the end of the movie they get on the court like everyone's suddenly friends and we're like oh a game-winning shot everyone's friends cool now okay cool that makes sense but the whole room the whole room of college dudes are like screaming this at 2 a.m. we're all in this together and my friend Reed I remember this he like puts his arm around me and I'm like Bro, don't. T- the last place I want to be is in this with together with you. Like, I don't. We're in nothing right now together, okay? Like, I was that guy. And uh, I remember the next morning. Like, I oh, that movie is so terrible. I remember the next morning uh, I had a biology class. And uh, we had a test in that class. And Reed actually sat behind me in this class. And uh, I get to the class and I realize I forgot my Scantron. Do you know what a Scantron is? Do you use Scantrons? Anyone use it? still a thing? Anyways, the multiple choice piece of paper from the 1700s that we used. And so uh, I realized I forgot it. And so Reed was sitting behind me and I turn around like, hey, Reed, dude, I forgot my Scantron. Do you have one that I can use? And, you, and Reed, super cool about it, is like, yeah, absolutely, dude. Here you go. Happy to help out. And as I'm gr- grabbing the Scantron, I hear him whisper, because we're all in this together. <laughs> no, it's following me everywhere I go. I don't want to be in this together. I don't want to, I don't know what it is, but there's something about that idea of like, we're all in this together. Like, I'm good. I don't need you. I'm going to do my own thing, right? Like, if you're anything like me, you love independence. Like, we're in America, like independence. We're in Texas, y'all, like the Lone Star State. We're going to secede from the Union at any moment. We love our independence, right? Like, as a culture, as a society, we love our independence. I remember when I got my driver's license and suddenly I realized I didn't have to hang out with my parents as much anymore. Anyone ever had that feeling? I hit that and I'm like, oh, I'm independent now. I can literally go wherever I want, do whatever I want, see whoever I want to see, stay out for as long as I want to until my parents tell me to come back. And I can do whatever because it's all about me. I've got my driver's license. I've got independence. It's all, like, all I need right now is an open road and my 94 Chevy Cheyenne. Come on, someone. That's all I need. That truck was ghetto, y'all. Like, I wish you could see me riding that thing today. It was so awesome. But I was like, all I need. I don't need anyone. I don't need my parents. I don't need friends. All I need is an open road and my 94 Chevy Cheyenne. But even something, this is what I realized, even something as simple as getting my license made life more about 
me. That's what it did. It made me feel like life was more about me because I had all of this independence. And that is what Paul is addressing. First and foremost in Romans 12 Verse 3, what does he say? Don't think that you are better than you really are. Don't think that you are better than anyone else. See, here's what I want you to understand. When we talk about this idea of thriving, if you want to thrive in 2019, if you want to thrive in your life, you want to get, don't just want to get by, you actually want to thrive, let me tell you this. If you're writing notes, write this down. You thrive when you have a humble perspective of yourself. You thrive when you have a humble perspective of yourself. If you've been around BSM North long enough, this seems like it's kind of a recurring theme. We keep talking about selfishness and humility and pride. And I was working on the message last night, and uh, this came up, Romans 12, 3, don't think that you are better than you really are. And I'm like, okay, really, I've talked about humility. I've talked about selfishness a hundred times. Lord, like what, like, is this a thing that you want us to really focus on this year? And I think it is. You see, I think the greatest hindrance, the greatest threat to this generation truly walking out in the purposes that God has given you, the greatest threat, the greatest hindrance that this generation has in walking out in the destiny that God has given you, the greatest threat this generation faces today is this idea of selfishness and pride. And what is pride but simply thinking of yourself better than you should? What is pride but thinking that you are better than other people? And Paul is writing to the Romans, and he's saying, listen, verse 6, right? God is going to give you some amazing gifts, but don't think you are better than you really are. Have humility. That is the starting point. Don't think that you are better than you are. Don't think that you are better than anyone else. And he says, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Remember that you have a total and complete reliance on Jesus, like, I don't care how bad you think you are. I don't care how put together you think you are. Like, none of us, hear me, none of us would have woken up today if it wasn't for the grace of Jesus. I don't care how bad you think you are, how, th- how much you think you got things together. You would not have woken up today if Jesus wasn't gracious to you and made it happen. Listen, all of us have messed up. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. So don't think that you are better than someone else. We've all messed up. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. What's funny is that so many of us want the gifts of God in verse 6, but we don't want the humility it requires in verse 3. See, in verse 6, it says, oh, God's going to give you great gifts. Oh, we love that. But Paul, before that, before any of that, he says, yet it requires humility to receive it. We all love verse 6. We just don't want verse 3. You want to thrive in 2019? You want God to use you to the fullest this year? Paul is telling us that it begins with a proper perspective of yourself, a humble perspective of yourself, of who you are. You, sorry to tell you tonight, you are not God. You are not in control. He is the one that gave you every gift you've ever given and every talent you've ever had. It has all come from God. And Paul is saying that is all coming from God. So don't think of yourself better than anyone else. He is the one. If you want to thrive, you have to start with the proper, humble perspective of your 
itself. But then Paul takes a weird turn in verse 4. He starts talking like biology and anatomy and like the body of Jesus. And we're like, what's, what just happened to you, Paul? Are you okay? You went scientific nerd on us. Look at it. Look at what it says. It says, verse 4, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. If you've been to church for any amount of time, if you've been following Jesus for any amount of time, you, you know that Paul isn't talking about Jesus' actual physical skin, bones, and blood body. He's, when Paul says the body of Christ, so often in Scripture, the body of Christ represents you and me. It represents you, you, you and me. When you see in Scripture that says the body of Christ, so often it is talking about us. And look at what Paul says. He says, we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Here's what I want to say to you tonight. And if you want to thrive in 2019, if you want to do more than just survive, but you actually want to thrive in your life, you thrive when you live a life dependent on God's people. You thrive when you live a life dependent on God's people. It's interesting because in verse 3, Paul says, don't think that you are better than other people. And then he connects the dots in verse 6 and he says, because you need other people. Don't think that you're better than anyone else because you need everyone else. The same way that my body cannot function properly without ears. The same way that my body cannot function 100% without my eyes. God's people cannot function at 100% without each other. There are students all the time who come into this worship space and they, they sing songs to Jesus and they, they listen to the message and they, they're like, oh, that's so good. Hallelujah, Braden. That was a good point. Like those people who do that. And then what happens is after service, we'll go into our life groups. We'll go into our community time, right? But what will happen is they're like... I'm going to sneak downstairs and go into the coffee shop instead. Like, you don't fool me. Like, I see, like, those people who are like, you know, the community life group? No, I'm good. Like, I'm going to go to the coffee shop. I got things to do. I'm all right instead. Uh, like, there are so many people, and it's not just here. There are so many people who have the perspective of, like, all I need is Jesus, man. I don't need you. All, me and God, we're tight. We're straight. I don't need any of y'all. Y'all messed up, but I got Jesus, and that's all I need. Life groups, community, nah, I'm good. I'll see you guys later. Here's, here's what I want to say. If that has ever been your perspective, if that is your perspective, can I be honest with you? You don't know the Bible, and you don't understand the heart of God. If your perspective is, all I need is Jesus, I don't need these sinners and hypocrites. All I need is Jesus, and we're good, you don't know the Bible and you don't understand the heart of God. Now hear me, there are moments where God will tell you, hey, get away from the noise, climb to the mountaintop and focus on me. We see Jesus do that all the time, but what else do we see Jesus do? Turns around, heads right back down that mountain and gets back with his godly community. You see, Jesus will never tell you to bail on community because you got a new boyfriend. Jesus will never tell you to bail on community because sports are really important. Jesus will never tell you to bail on community because you had an argument with someone or that person's really tough to get along with or I didn't like him, they were mean, or we just didn't get along, we didn't vibe, bro, so I'm going to bail on community. Jesus will never tell you to do that because as tough as life got for Jesus, do you know who he always went back to? Community. 
the life of Jesus always, always, always went back and lived with God's people. Why? Because we belong to each other. We need each other. Look at verse, uh, 1 Corinthians verse tw- uh, chapter 12. It's going to be on the screen. It says, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. And then jump down to verse 26. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all parts are glad. Verse 27, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you are a part of it. I'm always confused when I see Christians tearing down other Christians. I'm always confused when I see Christians tearing down other people. Because in your attempt to tear someone else down, you're actually hurting yourself. Because we are all one body. And when you suffer, I suffer. It's always interesting to me when I hear people gossiping. And they think that gossip does, you know, does them, no, you think that they're going to hurt. No, what gossip does is it hurts you and in turn hurts me. Because when they suffer, you suffer. And when you suffer, I suffer. Gossip ain't just hurting you. Gossip ain't just hurting them. Gossip is hurting all of us. Did you hear me? There are many people talking behind people's backs, stabbing people behind the back. Oh, love you so much. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about this? Let me tell you, you're not just hurting them. We are all part of one body. You are hurting yourself. And when you hurt them, it affects me. And when they suffer, I suffer. And when I suffer, you suffer. Do you see how this works? We are all one body. But so often people say, like, I love God, yet you curse the people who are made in his image. Let me tell you this, you devalue God when you devalue someone who he made. Whether it's through gossip, whether it's through backstabbing, whether it's through a text group on your phones, group me, anyone. When you tear someone down, we all lose because we all suffer because we're all part of the same body. Don't think that you are better than anyone else. We are all in this together. We need each other. Look at verse 6 in Romans 12. It says this, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouragement, then encourage others. If it is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Here's the last thing I want to tell you tonight. That if you want to thrive in 2019... You thrive when you help others thrive. You thrive when you help others thrive. Did you hear it? Did you hear what Paul said? 
He said, hey, some of you, God has given the gift of encouragement, so go encourage someone. Some of you, God has given you such talents of service, so go serve someone. Some of you, God has given such gifts of kindness, so go be kind to someone. Some of you have gifts of leadership, so go lead someone and do it well. Some of you, God has gifted with such incredible use of words. Some of you, God has gifted you with such amazing talents and athletic abilities and artistic abilities. Some of you, God has given such an incredible brain. He didn't give me that, but he gave some of you an incredible brain where you can think about amazing things. But here's what I want you to understand, that the gifts that God has given you were not designed to benefit you. They were designed to bless others. I'm going to say that again because that was really good. The, the, the gifts that God has given you, the talents that God has given you, were never designed to benefit you. They were designed to bless others. Come on, I'm preaching. I'm saving myself up here. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It says, a spiritual gift is given to each of us. So what? So that we can help each other. My question for you tonight is, who have you helped today? Who have you encouraged today? Anyone? Guys, we have to stop acting like we are better than other people. We have to stop acting like the world, and I'm, I'm with this, like I'm right in there with you guys. We have to stop acting like the world revolves around us. So many of us are like, man, I had a bad day today. Well, guess what? You weren't the only one. Go bless someone. Some of you are like, man, I just needed encouragement today. Guess what? You weren't the only one who did, so go encourage someone. But so often we get stuck in this, this world revolves around me. And we're so blind to see that other people need your gifts. Other people need your talents. That's why God has given you them. There's someone who desperately needs the giftings that God has given you. Guys, if we're going to thrive in this life, if we're going to really fully walk out in all that God has des designed for us and destined us for, then we have to do it together. No more division. Like, we've had enough. Like, it's easy. You've been on Twitter recently. It's like Twitter's like just the cesspool of division. Like, we, the world has enough division. BSM North Summit, we will be known as people who love everyone. You, you, you're in the family. You, do you even love Jesus? I don't know. Get in the family. You're welcome here. We won't be people who tear each other down. We won't be people who join a group me just to tear other people down. Hallelujah. We're going to be people who honor other people. Guess why? Because when other people are honored, we are built up as well. But when other people suffer, we suffer as well. We are one body and we are in this together. I've told this story before, but when I graduated from college, uh, I got hired as a worship pastor in Dallas. It was my dream job. I wanted to go. Like, man, I want to be a worship pastor. Loved it. I was a musician. Still am. And so I went to this church in Dallas, and it was a nightmare from day one. I mean, Mandy and I were married. I mean, we got married and then moved then like the next week to Dallas, and I was a worship pastor, and it was a nightmare. And uh, I didn't get along with people there. People didn't get along with me. Uh, I didn't trust people there. People weren't sure about this young, prideful, 21-year-old Braden who's a worship leader. 
and I got a text from one of my senior pastors. And me and him didn't always get along, but it wasn't a big deal. And so he just said, hey, let's meet on Monday. It was the new year, January 2014. He sends me a text saying, hey, let's meet on Monday. I think, okay, great. What did I do wrong or whatever? And so I get there, and we do small talking about shoes. I'll never forget this. I don't know why we were talking about shoes, but he, he ends it. He abrupts. He's like, I need to cut you off there, Brad. He said, Braden, we have decided that you aren't a fit here anymore. He said, man, I haven't cried about this in years. <laughs> it's crazy. He said, Brayden, you're no longer fit here anymore. And not only do we need you to leave, we want you to leave today. There I am sitting in front of my pastor, and he tells me, not only am I not welcome anymore, I need to leave today. Can I tell you tonight, that if it wasn't for God's grace and God's community, I would have walked away from Jesus. I had no reason to still believe in God. I had no reason to think that God loved me. I had no reason to believe the church was even a real thing. But you know how I got to the other side of it? Because of God's grace and because of God's people. It would have been easy for me to say, oh, okay. You big hypocrite. You say you love people, but then I walk in and you fire me? You tell me I'm no longer welcome here? Okay, hypocrite. Okay, all you Christians who say you love Jesus but act differently, see you later. It would have been so easy to have that perspective. And I love it. I love when people are like, you know what? I don't need a church full of hypocrites. Brayden, I don't need to come to your church, man. Church is full of hypocrites. You don't want to tell them every time? You're right. And if you want to come, there's room for one more. Because we are all in this together. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are better than each other. We are all in this together in the pursuit of being more like Jesus. We're going to fail. We're going to mess up. We are going to fail but you were never designed to fail alone. We are in this together. Let me pray for you.